Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light, and I want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at ResonantTruth.com. Today on the Zolkin Count is called Blue Magnetic Hand, and it is the first day of the Blue Hand Wave Spell. And it is the Galactic Moon Day 23, which means the Galactic Moon is really coming to an end in five days and you should be noticing that all the integration that happens in this moon has been happening sort of in four quadrants of your life it started with the mind was being integrated in the first week in the east and then came the spirit being integrated with the second week in the north and then the emotional self was being integrated. Your emotions were being integrated in the third week in the West, and now your body is being integrated. And I believe it's cumulative, right? It's like my mind starts the integration, and then my spirit adds, you know? It's not like flipping off the mind or flipping off the spirit as you move past, but just sort of like, okay, we're going to keep the mind and spirit integrated while we add emotions. And so there is a lot of condensing that happens in this final week, which is called the week of ripening in Jose Arguelles' teaching. So it's kind of like the final act of manifestation is just getting everything just so. But somehow in this um, I don't, holistic way of experiencing life, that there are four directions that represent four aspects or elements of self, then the body is kind of the cumulative peace, when your mind and your spirit and your emotions are all uh, addressed, then the body the form, our physical form is much more um, like endowed or empowered. And this particular moon or tone, the galactic one, is, is the theme of integration, but in a different moon, our mind might be um, dealing with, like, let me think of one, organizing the rhythmic moon, the rhythmic tone. Our mind gets organized, and then our spirit gets organized, and then our emotions get organized, and finally our body. So round and round we go. The four-directional medicine wheel, which you may know from other like shamanic teaching for the Maya here for us in natural time. It's the red east, the white north, the blue west, and the yellow south. And it's always in that uh, direction, in that order. And it's not just the weeks, of course, of the moon where we rotate through the four directions. We do this every four days. Every wave spell 
is red, then white, then blue, then yellow in that order. We were in the white wizard wave spell in the north, but now we're in the blue hand wave spell in the, in the west. And after this, it'll be yellow sun in the south and so on. And the years are also uh, east, north, west, south. And right now we're in a red year, so it's the red moon year, and it's in the east. And then we're also, if you can follow this, in a white 13-year wave spell, white wizard. I know it's a lot. I wasn't asking you to get all that by rote. I'm just showing you all the layers. But then in each layer, there's so much uh, consistency or continuity that it's four directions or it's 13 tones or it's tribes that we revisit, whether it's the year tribe or the day tribe. So if you grasp these different counts, the primary counts are four in four directions, 13 in the 13 tone wave spell, and then 20 for the 20 tribes. It's kind of more like you have those ingredients and you move them around to concoct different macro and micro calendar counts. So part of being galactic is being able to integrate all that. So maybe your scholarliness about the calendars is gelling right now. You're feeling like some traction. Oh, I see. The way I just said it was a really good encapsulation that I should use more often. So I think that's coming from the galactic tone. It's teaching through me. Like here is a very basic way to count four and then 13 and 20 and you've kind of arrived. <sighs> okay, so hmm, it's a new wave spell. The white wizard one is behind us. The white wizard wave spell behind us was massive and meaningful. I mean, it's so blessed to be in a time that celebrates the shaman. And I feel like it is actually like a huge home base for us following a shamanic calendar and revisiting indigenous teachings that included um, having, you know, a whole shamanic system for healing that is so different and um, more pagan and ritualistic or primal or nature-based than where we've gotten to with like medicine, Western medicine and the modern times. So cycling back deeply and getting through this white wizard time to me is kind of, I don't know, it's like re-upping with the calendar. If you go through white wizard and you're still following these teachings, then I think you made an exponential leap in your own understanding of the calendar and your exposure to the Mayan influence, which again, I keep saying, I just feel like it's like one special star beam that can hit you if you're looking in its direction. So when we pick up their calendars, we get affiliated with like the Maya legacy that I find pretty cosmic and um, magical. And then you get imbued with it. And then you don't want to stop following calendars because that's like turning away from your your god, your godhead, your idol, whatever. Like, I don't want to get too literal here, but just like, yeah, if, if you turn your head in the direction, if you face it, if you are with the Mayan cycles, I think you feel the resonance more acutely. And I believe that's all just like energetically meaningful. So the blue hand wave spell is actually the occult wave spell to white wizard. 
And what does that mean? It happens occasionally where we'll be in one wave spell that then dovetails right into another. And between them, there is some kind of meaning, some connection. It could be a support time, or it could be, I mean, it can't really be many other things. Support, it can't be the guide, and it can't be the antipode. So it can either be the support tribe, they're like together, or the occult. And I could be wrong. Like I know that uh, Red Earth follows Yellow Seed and their occult partners. And here we are dealing with uh, White Wizard being followed by Blue Hand and their occult partners. And I'm not sure if there are any others. But so here we are. <laughs> We're in the meaningful, one of the sort of pinpointed meaningful times when we go from one tribe to that tribe's occult partner. And that means that between the two tribes, whether it's people or you're a white wizard person and it's a blue hand day or a blue hand wave spell, what happens for you is that it's an occult time. And like, what is that? What is an occult time in this teaching? Or how do we describe it? It's hard to describe what I believe the occult uh, relationship is between days, between tribes, is kind of the most unspoken part of magic. Unspoken because it's hard to describe. It's non-linear. It's not um, based on rationality. It's an undercurrent. It's like subliminal stuff. And when we use the word occult, I believe Jose Arglos chose it because that word means hidden. So the occult, as we see it, like in new New Age bookstores, or we're like interested in ourselves, means that we're looking for something hidden and not mainstream religion. We're looking for something that's kind of like recessed and you know held back from popularity or overexposure, either because at one point it was dangerous for it to be revealed, so it was kept you know behind a veil, or it's just the exploration of a much less direct and surface part of our spiritual capacity. So when we get into the occult partner for each of us, like if I, as uh, a blue storm person, walk through my white wind wave spell or I meet a white wind person, I'm going to be dropping into a more mystical space where I can't put words on it but it definitely resonates or feels alive in a very, I don't know, it could be like fantastical, it could just feel really sparkling. And it includes like the part of the occult that isn't fun. When I was young, and still, I was really into the tarot, uh, just as a kid looking at all those really fascinating pictures of like naked people chained to a devil. And and beautiful, you know, maidens and so on. And that would be the example, right? Like here's an occult um, path or a bunch of occult images, but they're not all happy. That was my point. Like there is, there's like this look of tranquility to some and then this sort of terrorizing danger to others. And so I think that when we are in our occult power or we're exploring that relationship, we pass through the time, we have to be ready for it to be both uh, magical and serene as well as disarming and challenging. So anyway, when we go from 
one way spell to another and they're occult partners, my belief is that uh, we get caught in the relationship for a moment. <clears throat> and so over the 26 days of these two contiguous wave spells, we are in uh, sort of spell cast, spell bound. So we had the white wizard time, which is already deeply everything I've already said. And then the blue hand time, which is not, it's less mystical, 100%. That tribe of blue hand and the people that occupy that astrology are much less um, themselves shamans. But a, a shaman is so served by the ability to like manifest things for others or heal through their hands. So it's perfect for white wizard to have blue hand as its counterpart in an occult relationship. And then for blue hand, like I don't even know how to explain it. I have a blue ant daughter. And then I always think about Donald Trump because he's like a very current event, infamous blue hand who doesn't to my like palate fit into anything that's sacred including the Mayan day sign system but whatever he is sacred within the system we all are and he's a blue hand person and so like where is his uh, relationship to shamanism well he's super timeless I mean he takes up a lot of time and space without accountability like he's not organized he's not on point but he is really masterful at keeping everybody activated at attention for a very long time and I just think that speaks to him not being a current event that he's kind of like a much larger vapor that has come around karmically for us all to like uh, live through like a toxic spill honestly that's how I would perceive it I would perceive it that way but um yeah that he's like got a whole magic trick up his sleeve around being um some kind of shepherd some kind of uh, healing shepherd for for many and then as I said about the occult relationship he can feel like a real blight or curse to a whole bunch of others which I think you already know. Like, I don't consider this a diatribe. I just, he's around, he's back, he's going to be. And it's going to be interesting to see this wave spell of 13 days and what headlines he makes, what directions he turns in, because he's the emissary for Blue Hand in a very popularized way. Uh, what is Blue Hand? I've said a lot about how it's an occult partner to right now. Uh, Blue Hand originally was the deer. The deer has an incredible antler system, is really sacred, one of the sacred animals. But I'm sure what the Maya were doing, I'm not sure, I'm guessing, and I feel like it's substantiated, is they were saying, wow, antlers and hands are similar. And have you ever thought of that before? I have some antlers, you know, like any hippie, I have some antlers in my home decor. And I don't, go, oh, look, they look like fingers. But I think that's because we have too many other things to look at. And in a more, uh, you know, archaic, non-material time, then it would have stood out more like, oh, my God, they're like hands on the, the deer has hands on its head. We have hands on our shoulders, on our arms. 
So it is both. It is the deer and it is the hands. And I think it's very helpful to think of our hands then like antlers, that it's our way of having receptors that are connected to our brains, but can reach much farther out into the distance or into the environs and pick up signals and sense things. I mean, it's so cool if you think about a deer, like what are they doing with their antlers? Like are they kind of hearing with them? Are they feeling the wind blow? Like what is the sensory impact of having that? I always just assume, well, no, they're just like really long fingernails and you go and you use them to defend yourself or offend. And I don't know, I think what the Maya are postulating and we can feel with our own fingertips is that it's different and grander than that, that they really are antenna or receptors and that we have our own set with our five fingers and all the space we can create when we like get them out. Have you ever been to like a place where they're doing uh, energy healings? I have been to that place and I've also done the healings, right? So there's all this like, oh, I'm feeling around your aura. But the truth is, if you're doing that, you can feel it. <laughs> I can feel the energy in my finger spaces coming out my own. And I can feel now the impact of what my hands are doing to my energy space. It's like combing my hair to comb out my crown chakra disturbances, the tangles there. So I like that as the most basic way to not feel like blue hand is a time when you have to put your hand on someone, you know, or be touched because we don't all feel comfortable with that. And we need to pick the people that are safe for us if we're going to do like physical touching exchanges. But if you think about moving through the world and blue hand is a time when everyone's getting tuned in and they're kind of adding sensory perception because their hands are now tracking energy as well as things that are tactile. So that's where the sixth sense, you know, like the fifth sense touch, but then the sixth sense like perceiving is what we're getting to add right now. I think there's a really pedestrian part to blue hand, meaning it doesn't feel like super, mm, what's a word I always use? Like it's not full of magic and light and groundbreaking transformation. I'm losing the word, but <laughs> blue hand is like a mundane aspect and then a kind of supernatural aspect. And the supernatural aspect is kind of everything I've covered so far. It's like you can reach out your hands and feel the energy and heal people or yourself. And that's cool. But you can also get a lot done. You can do a lot of things in blue hand wave spell. For a couple of years, I rebuilt my house. And now I don't do that at all. It rains and snows where I live <laughs> in California. And so I'm ill prepared for that kind of shocking real winter. And I do not also work on my house. But I should because it's the blue hand wave spell. And in the blue hand wave spells previously over the last two plus years, I would be like, this is the time I have to grind and I want to because not only is Blue Hand for all of that manual labor or dexterity, um, 
but it's also the time of just massive accomplishment. That's one of the words, like you're going to get things done. I don't know which things. It's like we're here on this first magnetic day and you're waiting to find out like I am, like what is my purpose? What have I attracted for this wave spells, um, you know, future enlightenment and what achievements are on topic? Like what are the topics of the growth that's going to happen for me in this wave spell? I would say um, always on the magnetic day at the beginning of the wave spell. And I caught myself. I kind of did that this morning. I'm like, here comes the blue hand wave spell. And now I'm going to get some stuff done. And I was really tired out. (laughs) I was really, I feel like it's been an underachieving day. This is my big achievement that I could say, no, I want a podcast for sure. And then do it. That feels like that's blue hand and I'm on track but I don't have like all this physical resilience after going through the weather cycle that we're, we've been in and having like an authentic cold meteorology to wrestle with. No, I don't want to climb up on ladders and do all that kind of accomplishment. Uh, so here are the words that I keep throwing out at you. Healing is a blue hand word and then accomplishment is one. Uh, and you'll find out what are you going to accomplish when you get to the end of the wave spell you'll see what you accomplish you'll be able to notice it and name it and then the last word is um, knowing to know so blue hand time is about knowing things I was at the psychic fair And in the beginning, they don't always start with like a bang, right? You kind of see the trickle in of people coming. So you have a moment after setting up your little space, your little booth space, to sit in a room full of people waiting to heal or be practitioners of some kind. And it's kind of, it's a little bit awkward. It's a little bit competitive feeling like who's going to get the first reading? Like who is the one that's going to match first? And I uh, have to sort of like sit on my own psyche and just be like, don't be threatened and don't be threatening. You know, don't sit there going like, I need one first or I'm bad if I don't get one first. But it is intimidating. There were a lot of powerful mediums in there, like people who signed said, I'm a medium. And so I said hi to a woman. I, I heard her saying to someone who was passing by that her son had committed suicide in prison and she had written a book about it and it also had broken her open to be a medium because she was sort of taken beyond the grave by his spirit and then she learned how to facilitate between the worlds. I thought that was a nice opening for me to not be competitive and territorial and weird, which is one of my natural states. And so I said, you know, I live by a prison and I have friends in there and I that's really beautiful that you experience that. And I don't know what happened, but suddenly she was giving me a free reading, which I think is kind of an act of machismo, you know, like I was just saying hi. <laughs> and she said to me, She said something to me about reading. She read something about me and I don't recall. And I said, oh, wow, you're one of those people that can just read anyone who's walking by. That's cool. I don't have that skill set. And she said, oh, no, you do. You just don't believe it. (laughs) And I was, 
I was pretty sour in a like muted way. I was like, I wasn't looking for a freebie. I mean, usually I love things that are free, but I just feel like there's something indelicate about kind of showing off for people before you formalize an arrangement where you're going to trust and be facilitating healing together. So the thing was that I've been thinking about what she said ever since. And I'm cool. Like, I was sort of open to it. Like, well, I did get a freebie. And what she said in truth was that I know things for myself uh, and about the world I inhabit that I doubt. And so I've been practicing just being like, what if I don't doubt it? What if I just kind of go with what I think is going on? And that's like very strongly a blue hand kind of image or analogy is that in this time, we will know things. Just like in the yellow warrior wave spell, we are fearless. And we just click in and we can do things without fear. And there's this parallel now where we can trust that we know things because it's the time of knowing. And again, think about it like because we have antlers out and the antlers are our receptors to something that is, you know, much more ether or air than grounded. Like a deer is four-hooved and can feel plenty through the ground, but they have this other dimension. And so we ourselves are in that right now. Uh, I think that's plenty. I think that's plenty. Um, I have a story, though. It's kind of related uh, in terms of knowing. I, something was really thrown into my life that is super unknown it was a really strong surprise and I love that because I consider myself psychic I do and so I may not always know what's going on like this woman does or she's describing oh you could know but I get a feeling like something's going on I spend a lot of my life being like what is going on there's something going on which reminds me of like being a kid and like what are my parents doing it turns out they're like doing LSD but and coke. But at the time, it was just more like, what is happening? There's something weird going on in this family of mine. So I have a much more like side eye way of being intuitive. So this surprised me. And it is that I live next to a prison. Lots of people know that already. Uh, I moved here so that I could participate over there as a volunteer. Ultimately, I really wish I could teach the calendar there. I think that it would be an amazing way to challenge myself and people who come to the classes there that you can still follow synchronicity in a really reduced environment, like never allowed to like go in nature is one example, but you can still find the synchronicity of the Blue Eagle Way spell based on like how many uh, geese show up on the softball field or something more profound, like what's flying over. Like some things will be spellbinding even a really limited space. And I like to learn that way. I like to be like properly or purposely diminished in my expectations that things aren't always going to be like. And it was a trip to the tropics when I connected with my water spirit. I like trying to do that at the reservoir. Um, but anyway, someone I, I used to date <laughs> um, is a felon, and he just showed up there unannounced. He didn't, like, drive up to the prison. 
he has to do some time, significant time, and he chose being next door to me for the time. So I have a new neighbor, and it's someone I have giant karma with, and I'm mentioning it because he is a yellow human, and this is the blue hand wave spell, and yellow human and blue hand are support analog to each other. So I just found out in the last couple of days, and it's just transitioned me into this blue hand moment with so much awareness uh, that that could be have been impacting lots of things that I didn't realize there was someone so familiar with me with so much yearning. I don't mean romantic yearning. I mean, yearning to get out of there, looking at a lot of time, probably yearning for uh, or an actual welcome wagon, like, hi, I'm Lisa, welcome to the neighborhood, but we can't really provide that. But you know, just the inclination is like a vortex that I feel like I've been thrust into someone around me's awareness of me. And this blue hand time is supposed to support him. And I'm supposed to be supported by by him this time is supported by him I just really love to remind everyone that the tribes have uh, relationships and they use sometimes they support each other sometimes it's a cult partnership sometimes it's opposite antipode and sometimes you'll find that you're in the time that guides you or guides the year we're in and so on and so on and so on you know how complicated it gets but I guess I just wanted to disclose that because it's new developing information and uh, it's a little bit on point on time. I talked a lot about everything. I hope I talked enough. I am Lisa Starr. I am another yourself. And in my end, we say, in the cash. <laughs>